Hey everyone, welcome to episode 234, Pace Setter Parenting. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. So before I get into today's topic, I want to talk to you about herbal face food, which I talk about all the time. If you are struggling with wrinkles, chronic skin issues like acne, teen acne, if you have a teen who has acne, eczema, sunspots, dermatitis, rosacea, melasma, psoriasis, go to herbal face food, use the coupon code harmony, get 20% off your first order. You'll be helping to support the show and you'll have smooth skin. I suggest getting the soap, the serum one, and the cream. And if you can't get all three, start with the soap, then move to the serum, then do the cream, which is so hard for me to even choose first, second, and third. But what I suggest, because the 20% off is only good for the first order, I suggest getting the soap, serum one, and the cream to start off. And then that stuff lasts forever. The soap lasts for a couple months. The cream, I've had probably six months and I haven't even made a dent on it because it's more for spot treatment. And then the serum is used for all over. So we talked about this a lot last week. If you didn't listen, it was about the paint spinner parenting. It was about how my parents were at a fair in like the sixties. It was like 1966 before they even had my sister Jennifer in 68. And this mother was like with their child and the child was just trying to do this, like the paint spinner where the paper spins, 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 like like a hundred miles per hour. And then you just put spackles of paint onto the paper. And then when it stops spinning, you see this beautiful, almost looks like a Picasso painting or was that that Ublick painting. And it's like this cool design, kind of like when you do sand art, you just kind of put it in there randomly and then you shake it all up. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, that's so pretty. That's what paint spinning parenting is about. It was about how this parent was so overbearing and saying, no, a little more red, a little more blue and, and grabbing the child's hands and like trying to help them do their own painting. And it was like this, you know, $4 painting, probably like then four cent painting and how overbearing that was. And they just kind of in that moment was like, we're not going to parent from that place. We're going to parent from a place of giving the child autonomy in a safe environment where when they make mistakes and they add too much blue or too much pink or too much red, that's okay. Cause that's how they're going to learn and grow. And I was listening to, um, a training the other day for uh, pickleball. I'm learning the rules. I am like obsessed. And one of the trainers, it was like a YouTube video. He says, when you have language, he was, he was talking about different um, drop shots, like different drop shots and ATP. And one is called an Ernie or an, er an Ernie play. He says, when you have language for the different shots, then you have learning. And I was like, Oh, and then he said something else. And I can't remember what he, what the third part was when you have, I think he said growth. So when you have language, then you have learning. And when you have learning, you have growth. I'm just going to fill in the last part. And that's what I try to help you all on the podcast is giving you language for things that you're feeling, things that you're seeing, things that you're in enduring as a parent, things your kids are feeling and seeing and enduring as a child to kind of see life from their point of view versus our point of view. Because when we're a case study of one, that's not a really powerful case study because we're using our own childhood, our own point of view as how all things should be. When our kids are completely separate and they're their own throbbing spirit and they're separate from us and so different from us. And then we lose track of the, 
child we thought we were going to have, because a lot of times we parent from a place of the child we thought we were going to have, but the child feels that and knows that they're not meeting the expectations of the child we thought we were going to have. And that sense of not good enough comes out a lot of times in their behavior. So I'm trying to help all of us, me included, parent that the child that we have versus the child that we thought we were going to have, whether it's temperament, whether it's their boy or a girl, whether it's the sports they're into, whether it's their academics, whether they're in a band, their moods. So parenting the child you have is so empowering for both of you versus parenting the child and trying to mold them into the child you thought you're going to have. So pace center parenting comes from the famous story about how when I went to UCF and played soccer in college, I was a small fish in a big pond. And I think the first time in my career, I was sitting the bench on a regular basis. Like sometimes I would sit the bench if we were up by a bunch and they wanted to put it in second string or something like that when I was a kid, because I was a big fish in a small pond when I was playing travel and playing high school. But when I went to college, they were all faster they were stronger. They were bigger. Everyone called me olive oil because they said I was like a string bean and um, I needed to beef up. That's the coaches always tell me. I'm like, that doesn't sound very, very fun to do to beef up. And so I sat the bench a lot and it was very humbling. It was very embarrassing. I remember the newspaper, our local newspaper back home wrote an article about, you know, Stout doesn't get as much playing time as she thought she would. Now that was not what the headline said, but that's what I felt like the headline said because I was they were following my career and they're like, Oh, this is one we expected from stout stout since the bench for the first time. That's what I read in my brain. I know it didn't say that, but so it was very humbling. It was very embarrassing. It was very sad. And I talk about, and I've told the story before about how my parents would still take off work. I tell them I'm not starting tomorrow and I'm not playing tomorrow in this game. So you don't even need to come up. They would both take off work. They would drive three hours, watch me sit the bench take me out to dinner where I would be like, it's not fair. And this isn't fair. Blah, 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 blah. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I would play the, I don't want to say play the victim, but I was in my mind, like, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, and I wasn't, it wasn't like the coach was the nicest guy on the planet either, but that's another podcast. And so I would vent, I would complain. They would say, I know it's hard. And, you know, and I'd say, you guys don't have to keep coming up to the game. Like, why are you coming to the game when I'm not playing? I'm just sitting on the bench. They put me in for like five minutes just so I wouldn't get redshirted. And they would come back every single time and say, we're not here to watch you play soccer. We're here to see you. It's you that we love. It's you that we want to see. Soccer is extra credit. Your grades are extra credit. All this college stuff, all extra credit. If you want to keep doing it, keep doing it. If you don't, then come up with a plan B because this is your life and we're just kind of like, you know, fanning your flames, so to speak. And we're just the wind beneath their wing, your wings. They didn't say that, but that's pretty much what they're saying. And my dad would always say, use the players, who, watch the players who are playing. They are not your competition. They are your, they are your crystal ball. That's where you're going to learn because they're playing for a reason. And I knew they were stronger and better and faster, but I couldn't figure out how to get to, from where I was to where I wanted to be. And so my dad would always say, listen, you know, I'm 18, 19 at this point. This soccer thing is all extra credit. You know, this isn't like your career. We can give up your scholarship. If you want to keep doing this, we're going to keep doing this. And we can go home this summer and plan like we're going to the Olympics. And we can train harder and we can play with the guys and to make you faster and, you know, change up, you know, beef yourself up, eat more protein. And we can do that. Or we can go home and we can, 
you can transfer schools. You can, I wish you would have said become an entrepreneur because I think that's so fun. I wish kids were taught that more these days. I think college is a racket, but that's another podcast. There's plan B, there's plan C, there's plan D. There's all these different plans and it's up to you which plan you want to go with. And then we will follow your lead. You set the pace and then we will keep up with you. And so they made me, so to speak, in the driver's seat. And so we went home that summer and we trained like I was going to the Olympics. My dad would get up with me, go to the track, time me. We'd work on our times. There was no Google back then. There was no way of like self-training. So we just kind of, we just kind of won it. I don't know if this is even a word, but we just won it. And then he's like, you need more protein. He was making me these big beefy sandwiches of turkey and carrots and so much ranch dressing. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he'd set up games or I'd set up games for me to play with the guys because they'd make me faster and stronger. And I was running sprints and long distance. I was doing all the things, you know, not going out as much over the summer. And I took it really seriously. And he kept saying, he kept checking in with me. Is this still what you want? This is still what you want? Do you want to go back in the fall? We had to pass the Cooper to even be not part of the team, but you had to pass the Cooper to even be considered to be a starter. And the Cooper was to run seven and a quarter laps around the track in 12 minutes, folks. The guys had to do eight laps. So two miles in 12 minutes, pretty much. For me, it was a mile and three quarters in 12 minutes. I'm not the fastest, but that is insane. A, like that's like a under a seven minute mile. And so we trained for that. We knew that that was an upcoming test. And so we trained and trained and trained and trained and trained. And as we were training and as we're doing all this, he kept checking in with me. Is this what you want? Is this what you want to keep doing? You set the pace. You're in the driver's seat. I was the one setting up things. I was the one, you know, we got to get this to the grocery store. We got to do this. And then he was just behind me and just kind of the wind beneath my wings. That's why I danced with that song with him at my wedding, our wedding. Because that's what parents do. They become the wind beneath, especially as they get older, you become the wind beneath their wings. You let them set the pace and then you follow their lead. When they're little, you watch to see what books they're drawn to. You see what they do when they're playing at the playground. You see what they're into by you exposing to a lot of different things and you see what they gravitate towards versus, well, I played pickleball when I was little. So my kids have to play pickleball or I was a great gymnast. So my kids have to be a great gymnast or I was great at math. So my kids have to be great at math. That's what, when we come from a case study of one, that's what the brain naturally does. But when we're a conscious parent, we are watching them like they're zoo animals, not that they're animals, but we're watching them. We're taking notes mentally of what they're drawn to. Cause that's what they're, they're They don't have to go find their passion. Their passion already lives within them. So we just set up the environment and we see what they're drawn to, what they're gravitating towards when they're little. And then they set the pace see what they're talking about, see what they're asking you about, see what they want to watch on YouTube, see what they want to watch when they're on TV, listen to the conversations, what books are they drawn to? That's how you can find what their passions are. You don't have to go out and find it. It's already living within them and they will tell you, it will just come out naturally. And then they set the pace and then you keep up with them. They are the pace setter. When I was playing soccer as a kid, I didn't have anybody telling me, go practice playing soccer outside. I would go on the side of the house and I would kick the ball against the side of the house for like two hours. I did the same thing with tennis. I would hit the tennis ball against the garage door and I was so annoyed. Our garage door wasn't flat, had like divots in it for like design. And so if it hit the wrong divot, it'd go flying to the neighbor's house. I'm like, why can't we just have a flat garage door? So then I go to the racquetball courts and I would just hit it and hit it, hit it over and over and over and over. Same with the soccer ball. 
no one was telling me that they were just kind of like watching me and then they were setting up, okay, this is what she's into. And then they would do the same thing with my sisters. And so I want to encourage you to do that with your kids because a lot of times we want to parent a child that we thought we were going to have versus parenting the child that we do have and knowing that their passions are already, they already have their God given talents inside of them already. It's not something we give to them as parents. And when we know that we can kind of settle into just enjoying this season that they're in. And if they're playing a sport or they're doing a thing at school, when they're five, it doesn't mean they're going to be doing it when they're 15. And I love the quote. It's kind of like a mantra. I don't know if it's a quote. What's meant for them will not pass them. I say that often to myself when I'm trying to like control the raffia and trying to control the things. I'm like, what's meant for them will not pass them. And that just kind of helps me ease into this little ride that we're on called life. And we have their childhood in our hands. You know, that childhood that we always talk about when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was a kid that we talk about all the time, we talk about with our friends, we talk about in our head, we talk about our greedy, greedy grandpappy. That's the childhood that our kids are experiencing right now. We have their childhood in our hands and in our heart. If that doesn't wake us up to being conscious, I don't know what will. So when we know that we could just breathe into this and enjoy it, and to be in the joy of it versus trying to control the things so we can feel better or we can raise the child that we thought we we're going to have. Raise the child that we have. Know that the passion already lives inside of them. Their strength, their struggles already lives with inside of them. And they set the pace. They are the pace setter. And then we get to go along for the ride and keep up with them or slow down with them but they have that autonomy. They're in the driver's seat of their life. And then we just become like an air traffic controller. And as they get older and we don't have to control all the things we get to sit back and enjoy all the things and to be in joy with your child, your child will feel that and they'll feel the pressure off their shoulders and that will give them their wings to fly. And then you'll all have much more harmony in your home and in life. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, Send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.